Praise the Lord. Good morning. Praise Jesus. What a privilege to be together on a wonderful, beautiful, excellent day. I pray a beautiful new month for you. I prophesy that this will be the best of your month. It shall be the month of your joy, the month of your rejoicing, the month of your peace, the month of your answered prayers in the name of Jesus. Once again, welcome to a new month. May the Lord grant the desires of your heart according to his will and cause you to be established and may he glorify himself in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Luke chapter 7 verse 11 to 16 and I'm going to read all of it. Luke chapter 7 verse 11 to 16 and it came to pass the day after that he went, Jesus went into a city called Nain. Many of his disciples went with him and much people. Now when he came nigh to the gate of the city, behold, there was a dead man carried out. There was a dead man carried out. The only son of his mother, and she was a widow, and much people of the city was with her. When the Lord saw her, when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said unto her, Weep not. And he came and touched the bear, the coffin. And they that bear him stood still. And he said, Young man, I see unto thee, arise. And he that was dead sat up and began to speak. And he delivered him to his mother. And there came a fear on all, not some, on all. And they glorified God, saying that a great prophet is risen up among us and that God had visited his people. That God hath visited his people. This morning and the rest of the week, I will be sharing with us what I titled Seven Things That Happens When God Visits His People. Seven things, seven things from the context of the scripture, seven things that happens when God visits his people. The first thing that happens when God visits his people is the impartation of divine revelation and supernatural exposure. The impartation of divine revelations and supernatural exposure of things that are hidden. Verse 11 says, And it came to pass the day after that he went into a city called Nain. Called Nain. What was in the city? My first question, what was in the city of Nain that killed the husband of this widow? What is the meaning of name? Let's go back to it. I did some background study and I found out that name means pleasant, beautiful. Name means green pasture, lovely, lovely. Wow, wow, what a city. Yet 
in this pleasant, lovely, beautiful place that was called a green pasture. I personally, this is my own conviction, my own personal conviction by the Spirit, I personally believe that there was a green snake in the green pasture that killed the husband of this woman. And after a while, that same snake, that same demonic power, that same spirit of death came, returned to claim and to kill the only son of this lovely widow. The satanic operation in Nain was at such a very high level that the people that were killed were buried outside the city. So the city remains evergreen, always beautiful. The people of the city were helpless and all they could do was to help carry the dead out of the city and mourn the dead. But on this wonderful day, hallelujah, on this glorious day, the light of the world entered the city. He was on his way to the city. On this beautiful day, the Savior of the world, who is the resurrection and the life, exposed the hidden works of darkness. That glorious day, that marvelous Savior, Jesus, the Son of God, was on his way to Nain. He was on his way to the city, dearly beloved. An encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ exposes everything and any form of camouflage. Yes, an encounter with Jesus exposes whatever attempts to hide in you, whatever attempts to hide in your body, to hide in your mind, to hide in your business, whatever tries to kill your prayer life, to kill your family life, to kill your marriage, to kill the precious things that God has given to you, whatever it may be, when Jesus is on his way, when Jesus enters into that place, into that life, into that city, every hidden thing is exposed, exposed exposed. Hidden characters that create a stronghold and barrier between your swift communication and interaction with God is exposed. Hidden behaviors, secret sins, demonic works, demonic plans, demonic strategies. When Jesus comes in, the award exposed. When Isaiah encountered the visitation of God, he had only one thing to say. What did he say? Woe is me. I am a man of unclean lips. I am undone. Wow. Oh yes. Oh yes. The hidden things in the flesh that held him bound for many years. Even as a great prophet of God, was exposed to him. The visitation of God exposes all the carry-on hand luggages or mind luggages or character luggages that we have carried over the years. 
Yes, the visitation of God, first of all, is a visitation of revelation. You begin to see things jumping out, the things that have been hiding and causing affliction and pain, spiritually, physically, mentally, they are exposed. The visitation of Jesus is the impartation of light that shines in darkness and reveals all hidden works of darkness. Hallelujah. That glorious day, the hidden power of darkness that was taking the life of the precious men, taking the lives, taking the responsible character and behavior, taking the maturity, taking the faith, taking the prayer life of these precious men in the, in the city, that power was confronted on that glorious day. That demon had nowhere to hide. It was face to face with Jesus. Hallelujah. That demon had no place to hide. That killer, that murderer, the Bible says the thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So there was a thief in that city. There was a killer in that city. There was a murderer in that city. There was a destroyer of lives in that city. But this beautiful day, this glorious day, that killer, that demon, that agent of the devil had nowhere to hide. Just as they were trying to leave the city to go and seal the destiny of this young man who still had potential to live again, they met Jesus. My friend, there are many things in your life that still have the potential to live again. Yes, there are many, many wonderful gifts, wonderful potentials, wonderful dreams, wonderful power, manifestations of the grace of God, wonderful visions that still have the potential to live again. But unfortunately, some have buried these things because they missed the visitation of God. One of the first things that happened when God visits his people is the revelation and divine exposure of whatever is hidden, whatever is causing that barrenness, whatever is causing that affliction, whatever is causing that instability in your spiritual life, whatever is causing that emotional trauma, whatever is causing that mental stress, whatever is trying to kill your joy, kill your business, kill your faith in God, whatever, whatever is exposed. The second thing that happens when God visits his people is the move of compassion. Latosalaba, the move of compassion. Luke chapter 7 verse 13 says, And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her. He had compassion on her. I have seen the pattern of the move of compassion in scripture. Everywhere Jesus was moved with compassion, miracles happened. Miracles happened. The move of compassion is the indication of the mighty wonders of God. Yes, and it is an obvious sign that God has visited his people. 
Yes, yes. Before the miracle of the five loaves and two fishes, Jesus was first moved with compassion for the people. When he saw a large crowd in Matthew 14, he was moved with compassion and as a result, he healed them all. When he saw the blind in Matthew chapter 20 verse 34, the Bible says he had compassion on them and healed them all. Dearly beloved, the move of compassion is what must be restored to the church again. If you want to see the wondrous power of God, you must ascend to a realm in the spirit where you can be moved by compassion, moved with compassion. And you and I cannot attain that realm until we are touched with the feelings of the infirmities of the people. Jesus was touched with the feeling of the infirmities of the people. Yes, deep, deep compassion for the lost. Deep compassion for the sick, for the troubled, for the depressed, for the brokenhearted is an indication of the visitation of God. Jesus had compassion on this woman and could not just let her go. He had to do something about the need of the woman at that same instant, not a day before, not a month before, not a year before, right on the spot. Jesus had to do something. The move of compassion is an indication of the visitation of God. I repeat, the move of compassion. When your heart begins to beat, when your heart begins to be moved with compassion, it is a clear indication that God has visited you. When compassion drives you to your knees, you will get results. I say it again. When compassion moves you to your knees to cry, to pray, to seek the Lord, you will get results. Oh, why do we see less miracles nowadays? Because we are not easily moved with compassion anymore. We are not. We are not. Back in the days, men will weep over dying souls because of the compassion, the compassion they had for them. Back in the days, people came to our meetings and had the literal touch of compassion that forever transformed them. Missionaries were ready to go to any extent for the gospel because of the compassion they had for the souls. God did many great wonders and miracles aforetime because there were many men and women who were driven and moved with compassion. Ministry was done in the days of old because of compassion, not because of strive, not because of pride, not because of self-glory. In fact, there are many churches today that are established, ministries established and born out of strife, not out of the move of God, not out of the move of compassion. Prayers were made in the days of old out of deep compassion and agony, night 
and days, men, women, youths travail in prayers, not because it was convenient, but because they were moved, deeply moved with compassion. Men with compassion always have something to give. They always have something to give. Peter and John had nothing physical, nothing monetary to give to the lame man at the beautiful gate. Silver they had not, gold they did not have, but they were moved with compassion. And what they gave to the man was far much more than what money can buy. Oh, oh, do we still have compassion in our churches today? Love is out of the window. Compassion is gone. No more tears. No more tears. No one is there to cry, restore. Oh God, restore. Friends, is compassion rising in your heart? Are you feeling heartbroken for the sheep without shepherd? How do you feel when you hear that that girl has committed multiple abortions? Are you not quick to judge and spread the news, the evil news of the evil doings? How do you feel when you hear about a backsliding brother? How do you feel when you hear about the brother that is sick and in the intensive care unit in the hospital? How do you feel when you suddenly hear that the brother had no money to pay the school fees of his children or his house rent? How do you feel about the situation in Ukraine, in Russia? Have you prayed and cried for the souls, for the children, for the fathers, for the mothers, for the church in Ukraine? Do you know, have you realized that some people have gone to hell because of this war? Some people have died before their time because of this war and they have gone to godless eternity. Is your heart not beating with compassion? Who will rise night and day and pray for these nations at war? Who will stand in the gap? Did Abraham not plead with the judge of the whole earth concerning Sodom? Sodom! Sodom of all places. Did he not negotiate the deliverance of Sodom, a perverse nation, until he came to the minimum threshold? Was he not full of compassion for the city? Despite the wickedness thereof. Was he not? Oh God. Oh God. Restore compassion to our hearts again. Oh God. Restore compassion to the church again. Oh God. Restore the eyes, the heart of compassion to our homes again. Oh God. Move us with compassion again. Move us so that we can be moved with compassion again. If we cannot be moved by the, by the call of compassion, how can we even understand the move of the Holy Spirit? How? Do something new again, my God. Do something new again. Are you a servant of God? A minister of God, a servant of Jesus, so desperate, so desperate for the move of God as I am. Are you so desperate? Are you so hungry for the move of God in your generation? Why not ask the Lord Jesus to impart 
the abundance of compassion in his heart unto yours. And that would be the turning point. The turning point of your ministry forever. When God visits his people. When God visit his people there will be a mighty move of compassion I commend you to God and to the word of his grace which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among them that are sanctified Amen